Hi, Christelle, and welcome to Starting Remote. I'm so thrilled to be hosting you. Hi, Yana. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Same here. Christelle, before we get into discussing co-working spaces, urban planning, urban resilience, and everything that we have planned for today, could you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are? What were the major influences in your life? What drives you to, I don't know, get up every, every morning and uh, work and do what you like? Yeah, that's a big question, but <laughs> who am I? Um, so yeah, I quick intro on myself. Like I'm French. I um, came to the US like five years ago. Uh, very passionate about the environment, urban planning. I was trained as an urban planner. Uh, passionate about neighborhoods, local economies. That makes me uh, wake up every day uh, doing some, some good in our local communities. And um, what I love about remote work is that on an individual level, it's very liberating. Like you can get to work and live on your own terms. Uh, and also on an urban or society level, it has huge impact on our neighborhoods, on our communities and on the environment. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, for sure. And this was the first mention about the teleworking and actually the first support Somewhere in the 60s or something like this, uh, urban planning and the, really the need to reduce uh, pollution, that's when they first mentioned that maybe it's a good thing to consider uh, teleworking. So um, here we are right now. <laughs> uh, when did you move to California? Moved to California five years ago. You like it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I went... At first, I moved for school for okay. going to the master's in, uh, in city planning at UC Berkeley. Uh, and then, you know, San Francisco grew, grew on me, I guess. And I started, started a company like everybody here. <laughs> when did you start working remote? Um, well, I think I've always been working remote. I've worked in an office very little time, to be honest. Um, and so I can say, like, for the past three years, I'm fully remote or distributed um, is probably the, the better term for Fakuri. Okay. And uh, do you like and are you passionate about remote remote work mostly because of related to ecology or there's something more to it as well? Um, I, I honestly think it's the future of work um, and now the present, honestly, like more than half of Americans are working remotely. Uh, I think in Europe, a lot of people still do. Um, my passion for it is comes from like urban planning um, because it helps like local communities a ton. It helps like avoiding commutes, um, centralize on your focus on your neighborhood instead of going downtown and support local businesses as well. But uh, my work in remote work really started when I started to work from home um, and I had a really hard time and so we can dig into that if you want but like that's that's how I created the company and started to really work on on that field. You started a company we're talking about Cody right now uh, 2016? Yep. Uh, 18. 18 okay and it was called Hyphen before? Hyphen yeah. Okay Hyphen what does that come from? the hive the bees <laughs> okay i tend okay. to think about the homes as like a hive and then the co-workers were the bees that come and work together and collaborate so tell me a bit about hyven and then cody 
how did the, the idea come about and how did you put it in practice? It's quite unique and no one I spoke with here in Europe knew about the concept, but everyone was very excited about the concept. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah, so as I said, like when I started to do the to work on Cody, um, I actually was experiencing working from home myself. Um, and first, I thought I would love it because, like, you're flexible; you can do whatever you want. Uh, you can stay local, which really matters to me. Um, but pretty fast, I became sick of being at home every day. Uh, I felt isolated. Uh, distracted. I would take unhealthy habits like skipping meals or uh, forgetting to shower and not going out for, day, for days in a row. Um, and so I had to get out of the house. I went to local coffee shops and it was, it was noisy. It was unreliable. I saw a lot of people like myself trying to work, but you know, the Wi-Fi, the power outlets, the, the seats, it's very hard to have uh, reliability um, in a coffee shop. And so I considered a traditional co-working space but I didn't want to commute all the way downtown um, and pay an expensive membership. I wanted to stay in my neighborhood and not having to commute every day. Um, it was not really exciting to me also to be sitting in an, in a, in an office, you know, because at the end of the day, a co-working space is kind of a shared office. And so what I did instead is I called a friend and I worked at her place. Uh, she invited a couple of other friends or other people I didn't know to work with us. And it was wonderful. Uh, she lived a couple of blocks away from me, so it was super short walk, you know. Um, I felt very productive. It was quiet. Uh, you have everything you need, but you're not in your home. So psychologically, you feel you're living something different from your routine uh, at home every day. And that's what I, I needed, I think. And that day when I walked by home, I remember very clearly like looking around me and thinking, this was great. I want to live this again. And looking around like, realize like we are surrounded with beautiful homes that are just sitting empty all day long uh, in our neighborhoods. Um, and I got very excited. I wanted to open those doors and go work there for a day uh, and keep that magic, like keep that experience uh, alive. And so I couldn't let it go and it became goody. And uh, was it hard to convince the owners to transform their spaces into offices for other people to just come in Stay for a day, work, and then get out? Uh, honestly, it was not. I thought initially that it would, but uh, to my biggest surprise, it was not. Uh, it was The other way around was more difficult in the early days. Now it's less so because everyone is used to work from home. But um, a lot of our hosts were actually work from home professionals who felt a little bit lonely. They wanted to have company. And then our job was to make sure that the space is, is good enough for a work session and then um, upgrade the home according to our standards so that it feels a bit more professional and uh, you have coffee, you have power outlets, you feel you're taken care of. Um, and a home is wonderful for that. Uh, you, everyone is working from home now, right? So uh, there's definitely a way to make it work. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think this would be a good uh, concept in here as well. And that's why I'm asking all of these questions. Uh, I feel the same, right? I work from home, but it's good to take 30 minutes or an hour to go to a co-working space in the center and to feel like I'm in an office and still isolated from everyone, not having my beautiful chair where I can sit, relax and it's ergonomic yeah. and I don't have any back issues. 
it's it doesn't feel like it's something that I want to do, but would I want to have someone around me working at the same time so we can all keep focused, maybe share a coffee, talk about something different, share some other ideas for 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 sure. I would love to have that. In how many locations are you present right now in the US? Uh, we're currently expanding national, nationally, um, so hard for me to tell, like on the top of my mind, but like we have hundreds and hundreds of hosts in the pipeline across the U.S. in all major cities mostly, but also in like smaller towns because it doesn't, Cody is a, is a concept that you can apply anywhere. You don't need to be in a, in a, in a big city. And uh, do you have any feedback from either the hosts or from those that are renting the places? I'm curious what they say. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, we, we learned a ton. Uh, we've been operating for the past two years and a half, almost three years now. Um, it evolved dramatically. Um, and that's why I was mentioning like the standards are very important. So that's our job to make sure that everyone has the same coffee and things like that. So the first feedback was actually that uh, figuring out the coffee machine at each home was uh, annoying for our members. Um, so we standardized coffee and now it's Nespresso coffee or Kirk's coffee everywhere. Um, and then my favorite feedback is when people actually create connections. So members between members or members and hosts, sometimes between hosts, because we do events and things like that. And that creates a very, uh, unique story because at the end of the day, these are your neighbors that you, you wouldn't have met, uh, otherwise. And so, um, it's always great to hear this type of like success stories. You get to know them to a totally different level. One of the issues that I always had with uh, co-working spaces, and that's that's what my friends told me as well, that's what I read in the news and in all sorts of articles, is that you do end up working with people, but when you are in in the in the place itself, you rarely talk to someone that is from another company or working on something else, right? They're not necessarily built for socializing, or people don't socialize. They go, do their work, get out. And this is one of the biggest complaints. Tell me, how is it when people go to their neighbor's house and work together? Is it better? Does it build better communities? Did you notice anything to that effect? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we heard that a lot and a lot of our members tried co-working spaces um, and were disappointed by the community, as you said, because that's a big pitch of the, the co-working spaces. And not a lot deliver on it for different reasons. My belief is that a smaller space helps create more meaningful interactions because when you are with five other people and you typically all go to lunch at the same time or have a coffee break at the same time, you do talk to the five people in that uh, room with you or in that uh, house with you. And so it creates deeper connections that way, more meaningful, more more deep. And it's kind of like serendipity, um, that uh, you you can't you you can't avoid it, but like it's it's rare that members don't talk to each other at all. And have you seen any other effects that maybe were were unexpected even for for you when you started Cody and you got people together as, as in? Yeah, like this is a San Francisco story, but um, one of our hosts was uh, an investor, like a new investor. They just started investing. In, in startups, uh, learning about it. And uh, they were hosting a team almost every day, a startup team, who was fundraising. So uh, it was a great connection for both of them, like to learn uh, about the investment world and the startup world uh, between each other. And it created a great connection. 
um, that's like a, a great story. Um, I have also a great story from just our team was using a kind of a house specifically um, as our HQ. And the host was wonderful. She had a little kid uh, and we all got super attached with the kid um, doing birthday parties with her and stuff. So it's uh, it's really, you know, magic moments like that that make Cody, I think, different from uh, any coworking space. We are seven. Oh, and uh, is it, uh, are you planning to grow? Sure. <laughs> as, as soon as like we grow more companies and uh, partners, and uh, uh, cities, we're gonna do the headcount for now. It's a good size, I like this size a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually going to see uh, when are you going to start something in Europe? Uh, did you, did you uh, ever try, test Paris? No, I haven't tested Paris. Um, I we, we got like some host applicants, so demand, um in London, Barcelona, Berlin, um, I think Milan. Uh, so a couple of, not in France yet. Like I'm sure, you know, I have a lot of friends in Paris. So I'm sure we'll, we'll push that market at some point. But um, for now we're focusing on uh, the US market and Canada soon. Um, and afterwards we'll, we'll, we'll launch uh, in Europe. Remote work has not issues, but things that maybe don't work as well as when you are cold. Right. Communication is still is still better when you are uh, co-located. Um, collaboration works better. Innovation, with some exceptions, can work better when you are uh, co-located. Uh, people mm -hmm. feel more connected if they go to a certain place of work and they belong there, right? They see the name of the company, they have uh, mugs with the name of the company and, and uh, so on. Do you think co-working spaces will evolve to that level so they can somehow not solve, but support some of this identity creation, better collaboration, better innovation, maybe even strive towards more better well-being, maybe even uh, work uh, family balance. So things where maybe remote work is still a bit, yeah, dealing with and trying to solve. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, there were a couple of studies showing that the ideal mix is two free days at home, two free days elsewhere. Um, then as you said, like as a remote worker, you don't want to commute. And that's to me the, the biggest challenge with co-working spaces right now is that all of them uh, are in commercial spaces. So they are downtown. So they are close to an office and it looks like an office. It's a shared office. Um, and so it doesn't, it's still the same commute than going to an office. And so as a remote worker, do you want to go back to an office two days a week, three days a week? it means that you're stuck to living in close to that office. So you, you can't really work from anywhere. And the future of work, as we discussed, is, is work from anywhere. So my biggest question there is like, how can co-working uh, support work from anywhere and support this trend that is clearly going in the remote work era, right? Um, so I, I think co-working needs to be closer to where people live. It needs to be, uh, in residential uh, neighborhoods. For the Europe, it's more mixed use. That's a kind of urban planning term. So you have access to commercial spaces closer to where you live. But in the US, 99% of Americans do not live within one mile of a downtown area. So it's very, very limited. Um, at the same time, when we talk with companies, a lot of them you know, have the same issues that what you raised, like 
they feel employee bonding is uh, loosening. It's weakening. Um, they want to create company culture, but they don't know how remotely. Um, they are stuck in the lease and they need to, you know, kind of justify that investment. Um, and so they're trying to push back for their employees to go back there. I think there's an in-between uh, and a hybrid model should like help most of those problems. Uh, as long as like the biggest benefit of remote work, which is not commuting, is respected, uh, then it can it can definitely work. Um, and co-working spaces help get out of your house and have a clear separation between your home life and your work life, which is important for employee well-being. And when you cluster several employees per company in one space, then it creates this employee bonding and it creates this company culture and serendipity that um, employers and sometimes employees are missing. Did you see any kind of um, communities creating or or groups being created around centers of interest in the same neighborhood, right? Locally, but around a certain uh, interest. So they would go to a specific house because the host would have a certain interest. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We saw that a lot with designers, for instance. Okay. Uh, designers love being around each other so that they can show their designs and get feedback very fast. Uh, so design house was pretty successful. Um, sometimes it's also based on hobbies. Uh, people want to get out of their, their work um, and have like uh, coworkers that have similar interests, but outside of work, um, like music, and music, sports. Uh, so you could have like a theme like that. Um, and that's something that we want to develop at Cody is like help people connect based on common professional or non-professional interests. Um, yeah, and that, that definitely helps create friendships and, and innovation. So you would be able, someone would be able to book a house, which would be called the, the design house and they would just go there, spend the day and then move to another de- design house maybe, or is that what you envision or something? Different? Yeah, uh, it's similar. Like it would be more like, uh, and we actually started to do that is, we would tell you, hey, like there's uh, two other people that work in, um, that are startup founders, you wanna join them. They are in that house and then you can go there. Or they are two other designers in that Cody, do you wanna join them? So it's more dynamic. Like we don't fix a house as being the design house. It depends where people actually go. And then we can just tell you where they're going based on interest. Very nice, you have to come to me. I think this <laughs> would be a great success and for sure, for sure in Amsterdam. Uh, Christelle, you have studied uh, urban planning and you talk a lot and one of your passions, at least from what I've seen in your, in your blogs and articles, urban resilience. What's the connection beto- uh, between what you do at Cody and urban? If there's any. Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for asking the question. So first, let me just define quickly urban resilience. Um, urban resilience is the capacity of individuals or communities to adapt and to grow despite like a shock, like an economic shock or a social shock. Uh, we're currently in a pretty big shock, for instance, like with the global pandemic that has triggered uh, a huge shift with remote work um, invading our lives, right? And invading companies. Um, and it changed the dynamics of our cities. If you think about it, um, downtown areas are pretty much empty, at least in, in the US where there's still a shutdown, like these are all like empty offices. And so downtown are just dying where there's a refocus on our neighborhood communities and neighborhoods have never been as important as, 
uh, as they are right now, because everyone is working and living in that area. Uh, I like to call it like back to the village, kind of. And resilience is about, okay, how, how can we, so for Cody, maybe I can talk about that more. It, it's like, how can we grow as a community in our neighborhood and as a remote work community? Um, there's no real local remote work community. Like everyone stay at home by themselves. That's kind of like the status quo right now. And what I'm trying to create with Cody is help, you know, explode that bubble so that we can create connections between remote workers and share each other's homes and work together. Uh, it can be with your friends, your coworkers, or just neighbors. Um, and that creates urban resilience in the sense of if everyone stay in their neighborhood, they're going to consume locally and spend their money locally instead of spending their money in the downtown. And that helps support local businesses. They will avoid commuting downtown. So it's going to help the environment and reduce carbon emissions. And also the fact that we're not creating more buildings. Uh, office buildings are very intense in terms of carbon footprint and energy use. So the coding model helps just use what is existing and underutilized during a period of time, like homes during the day, and make it um, optimize the use of it and make it available for the community. So this is what I call like urban resilience within the local you know, neighborhood and the local scale. I know right now uh, you are only present, I think, uh, sub around 11 locations and you're extending now uh, nationally. But did you do any sort of simulations if, I don't know, 50% uh, of the remote work, work in their neighborhoods, how much that would how much that would reduce emissions? Did you do any kind of simulations just out of curiosity? Uh, that's super interesting. I would love to do that. Uh, we're still early stage. So if there's anyone who wants to run that study with us, we would be happy to do it. Uh, I would love to do it, honestly. Uh, we haven't run exactly that data yet. Um, as we grow, we'll definitely do that. Um, understanding better, like, okay, what's the impact basically on Cody on the local economy? That would be that would be very, very interesting to see. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, I do want to ask you, because here, at least, uh, the shock during COVID for co-working spaces, how did you feel that for Cody and in the U.S. with a with a general co-working space? Was it a big hit? Were you able to successfully provide some sort of uh, safety and security feeling when people would uh, house? How did it work for you? Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. Um, in general, co-working spaces have been hit similarly to uh, offices because it's a commercial space. Um, so you have hundreds of people going there. Um, every day um, and they have leases like for 20 years or 10 years long-term leases so it's financially it's difficult for commercial spaces our model is pretty different at Cody because we're more like the Airbnb model where um, we succeed if our hosts succeed but if nothing happens then nothing happens like we don't have a lease for 20 years it's uh, we just earn money when our hosts uh, earn money so it has been We've been spared, I think, compared to um, the traditional co-working space because of our business model. Uh, now, during shelter-in-place, we didn't uh, operate. We respected shelter-in-place. We just recently reopened, like in July, July, August. Um, we've followed, like the Cody team has followed the OSHA certified program. Um, it's uh, uh, to, to create like the safety measures 
for our host and for our members. And so now like the capacity is reduced. When you go to a Cody, you um, you basically are with like two to five people max um, based on square footage. So there's physical distancing. Uh, you wear masks and unless you are sitting at your workstation as I am right now, I'm in a Cody. Um, and uh, you have hand sanitizers, the spaces are sanitized every day. Um, so we've taken that very seriously. And we believe it's safer to go to a Cody than going to an office because you avoid commuting and you are with a few people versus hundreds of people. How do you see the future of co-working spaces? Yeah, I think co-working spaces uh, are definitely necessary for remote workers in the sense of like, as you said, like he helps. It's very logical. Like the value props are extremely compelling for a remote worker. You kill the isolation problem because you are around other people. You kill the distraction problem because you get out of your house a couple of days a week. Um, and you avoid the burnout problem because not being at home helps define a separation between work and life. Um, my, my concern though is that if co-working spaces remain the way they are right now, meaning in, in downtown, um, it's not actually going to be used by remote workers. Uh, if you look at like the 2020 buffer report, only 8% of remote workers actually use a co-working space. 8%. 80% were just staying at home. And the main reason is because they don't live close to a co-working space. Uh, also, it's not very flexible. Like you have to pay for a full membership. Uh, where a remote worker typically need a space two, three days a week, but not five days a week. Um, so I think that there's a lot of room for innovation um, and for helping like co-working space better serve remote workers so that those two problems of like lack of flexibility and lack of, um, and like not lack, but like commute, you, you, not avoiding commute, um, are removed from like the co-working space model. So you already told me that for Cody, the future is, at least the, the near future, is to create uh, homes or to point people into places where they could co-create together or work together, like design homes or, I don't know, uh, fashion homes or whatever. What else do you have in plan? What other issues do you, are you planning to solve or what other uh, things have, have been pointed out that, that you can say, yeah, Cody can solve that and uh, we'll do it in the future? Yeah, um, right now, the, the biggest um, thing we're focusing on is working directly with companies. Um, so a company that is transitioning from uh, or reducing uh, the office lease is trying to find a solution for their remote workers, trying to help them work better, have their best work life. Um, so we're working with companies to directly create hubs for their employees where they live. So the company gives us a list of zip codes and we tailor our codes based on where the employees actually live to minimize commute. Um, and it's like three to five coworkers who go there and work together a couple of days a week. Uh, so that's like what we're focusing on uh, to help companies transition to this model that is more hybrid and distributed. We are working on that right now. And so it, it's, uh, let's say the company is called uh, X. And so it's going to be the X Cody. Uh, and it's exclusively for those coworkers. And for the host, it's great because they have the same people every day coming back. Uh, they, it's very reliable and it's a reliable in source of income every month. 
for the companies, then they have more control uh, on the experience. And we help them customize the experience. Like you can get custom snacks, uh, you can have custom gears, like the, the company pens and stuff like that in the space. Um, and we, we also like notify the, the team on Slack so that if someone books the, the place, then everyone knows and they can join the person. It creates engagement and um, company, you know, employee bonding and company culture again. You are not developing in the U.S. and uh, growing in the U.S., but at some point you might be growing in Europe as well or Asia. Do you, did you think about this? Um, would you encourage people to get in touch with you if they want to use the same model or get some advice or build oh, yeah. it together with you? Yeah, 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 definitely. Actually, like the, the best way for us to go to Europe faster is to have a company who wants to use it. Like we'll do it like because our model works. Like we have a tech platform that works everywhere. Um, so yeah, that definitely, if a company wants to use it or a team, uh, wants to use it in Europe, like, please reach out, uh, go to Cody.com, uh, slash enterprise and you'll fill out the form and we'll, we'll get in touch. We okay. actually considering that for, uh, some U S companies that have employees outside of the U S. Any tips and tricks maybe for someone who listens to this and is thinking, yeah, I would like to give this a try, but they've not been in touch with uh, potential hosts or potential uh, clients and they just want to start up any tips and tricks on how you started up and maybe they can copy that and then reach out. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, as a startup, we still figuring it out and like each market is different. So the best way to start is like friends and family, uh, the, com the, the, the companies of your friends, the companies of your family members, see if there's interest. And from there asking friends of friends, et cetera, and like increase the network to see if there's traction. So, Just a quick survey uh, that you can share with people uh, will help understand the traction. Um, and like we can help that person out. So just reach out and we'll, we'll work together. You know, we're always figuring things out together. So there's and no magic recipe. <laughs> so for those who reach out, there is a form on the site. And if they want to reach out to you directly, is it better via LinkedIn or how can they do it? Uh, over email would be great. Uh, LinkedIn, I... You, they can as well, but it's I'm, I'm slower in response. Uh, Christelle at Cody.com. Perfect. I will share that in uh, in the podcast and uh, write it up. So, Christelle, did I maybe forget to ask you something that you wanted to share and it's important either for co-working spaces or for remote work? Um, I mean, there's so much things going on right now on remote work. There's a Hundreds of questions uh, that we can talk about. I think uh, you covered pretty much uh, very well. Uh, looking at the differences between co-working, office, Cody, work from home. Um, yeah, no, I think we, we covered a lot of it. Perfect. So thank you so much for today. And I'm really thrilled to share this with everyone. And I hope you can get traction everywhere in the US and here as well. It's a, it's a very, very nice thank you. idea. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks a lot for your time as well and thanks for inviting me.